Welcome to MMC Radio, brought to you by Maine Medical Center, Maine's leader in patient care, education, and research, all centered around you. Here is our host, Melanie Cole. As soon as children begin walking, parents and caregivers need to take some extra steps to make sure their children are safe. My guest today is Dr. Ian Nielsen. He's a pediatric surgeon with Maine Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Nielsen. What do you see most often as a pediatric surgeon, parents bringing their children in from trauma? What's the most common injury you see? Well, hello. We, we see accidents that, that are in some ways very predictable, um, and it, there are patterns that we see. Uh, for instance, um, we're finishing winter here in Maine, and the first humid day of the year, everybody's going to have their windows open. And so we do see on that first humid day, some toddler's going to fall out of a window. It'll be a second-story window, and they'll fall down. And so that's something that, that we almost we know is going to come. So th- that's one of the predictable things that we will see. So let's start with that one then, the windows. And as, as people open up in the spring, are screens a sufficient enough barrier or no, not really? Not really. Um, and, you know, a two- or five-year-old is going to go right through a screen, and the screens, you know, may not be very well secured. So, or maybe there's not even a screen on yet. So what is a parent supposed to do if they don't want to turn on their air conditioning, but they want to open up windows and get that fresh spring air in? What are they supposed to do? Well, there's some simple things that they can do. Um, If it's a double-hung window, they can pull the window down from the top rather than lifting the window up from below. Because if there's a a couch next to the window, the child's going to crawl right up the couch and then then it's right onto the window. Um, Or they can take a nail or a screw and put it in the window track to make a stop so the window can't open that wide. Um, Or same with a sliding window, they can put that stop in the window track so that the window can't be slid open too big, too, too far. Wow, that's great advice. What a great idea to put the pin in there so that it just can't open wide enough for a child to fit through. And what else do you see? Well, another thing that's that's become a really major problem is burns from microwave ovens. Um, This wasn't a problem when I was a kid, but everybody has a microwave now, and people don't realize how hot water can get in a microwave. It doesn't look like it's boiling, and yet there aren't bubbles there, but it, it is boiling water. The container's cool, and yet the water inside is very, very hot. And, and we've had kids that are, you know, as young as five that are working the microwave by themselves, taking their, their soup out, and then, you know, they realize it slosh, slashes, sloshes over on them, and they get a scald burn on the arm. This is really common all year round, but obviously more common in the wintertime. So what age? Are you seeing that with teenagers as well? Because they, they like to microwave their stuff now on their own, and, and they feel like they're little adults. And so what age will you tell us to be careful for this? It's, 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 the young, it's always the young child. It's between two and five years of age. And whether they just, you know, the, the caregiver is just taking something out of the microwave and the child reaches up on a counter and pulls it, or they're, they're trying to get in the microwaves themselves to, to do something. So we really shouldn't be letting our children that age, the younger, the two to fives, even really near the microwave. What do you want us to do? I mean, some parents think that it's kind of neat to teach their kids how to do this stuff young. Yeah, they they shouldn't. Just like working in an oven or a stove, they, they need to have it protected higher than just on a countertop. 
Okay, so what else are you seeing? Because, in, and we were even talking about right now in the media, we hear more and more about TV tip overs and these tables that people are putting these big televisions on now. So, what do you want parents to know about that? Yes, this is a this is a nationwide problem. This is huge, um, and, and people don't know about it. I mean, I I confess I didn't know about this until I went to a meeting about ten years ago and, and heard this paper on TV trauma, and I didn't know it was a problem. And it clearly is. And these TVs are huge. They're heavy. Uh, even the old box-style TVs, they're 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 front-heavy. And kids will will go up to the TV and they'll climb up. If it's on a chest of drawers, they climb up the chest of drawers to get to the TV. And then everything topples over, and the TV will land on them, crush their face or the head. Um, I think the real reason is that, you know, these kids are smart. They all play with smartphones. They know if they touch the screen, something's going to happen. And these young toddlers are two years of age or three years of age. They know if they can get to that screen, something magical is going to happen, so they're going to go up and try to touch that screen. And in doing so, the TV is going to topple down and land right on them. Wow. So, I mean, people are putting their televisions up on on fancy things and up high so they can see them. And is bracketing sufficient? What do you want us to do about well, this? Ideally, you put it a wall mount on a bracket, but, you know, those wall mounts are, are expensive. And, you know, I've put them up and they're, they're hard to... to hard to install. Um, TVs are heavy. Most people don't use them. They just put the TV on a low table, a coffee table, or a chest of drawers. Um, it's fairly simple, um, but they don't fix it to the wall. Um, you know, places that have earthquakes, they'll, they'll fix everything to the wall with an earthquake strap, so that certainly works. Um, most TVs have a little indent in the, the back on the stand that you can knock that indent out and screw the TV right to the table. Um, that works really well. Unfortunately, at point of sale, people aren't educated and there's no real community awareness that these TVs are big and they're falling on our little kids. Um, I, I think this just uh, nationwide, it's, I think one a child dies every three weeks on a TV tip over across this country. We wow. see one or two kids a year, uh, very serious injuries at our, at our hospital from TV tip overs. Wow, that's very scary. Now, I'd like to ask you also about another thing that might require surgical intervention, and we hear about these batteries and button batteries. And how would you know if your child has ingested one of these? And if they do, is that a surgical necessity? What happens in that case? It is It is an emergency because um, even if a battery is a dead battery, they still leach out some of the toxic poisonous um, compounds within them. And if it's a live battery, there's a current set up and the current uh, causes inflammation and the, the battery gets stuck. Um, so if there's a missing battery around and your child is gagging, uh, it, they may have swallowed the button battery. And that is an emergency. They need to be seen in the emergency room and an x-ray taken to see if the battery is indeed there. And then we go after it and the, the sooner we get it out, the better it is. So where might they find those? <laughs> Anywhere where there's been a, um, a device that uses those batteries and somebody's taken them out. Sometimes it's in the back of a, a sofa cushion, you know, where we find nickels and dimes. Sometimes just on a countertop, sometimes on the floor. 
So I'd like to get your last best piece of advice for parents. In just sort of general, all these scary things, Dr. Nielsen, are so scary for parents, especially new parents. And so please give your best advice on what you tell parents so that they can avoid coming to see you in the surgical room. Uh, think twice. Uh, wear a helmet. Uh, use car seats. Um, all the, the general stuff that you have to do, you have to watch your kids uh, 24-7. Um, keep them out of harm's way. It certainly is. And tell us a little bit about your team at Maine Medical Center. Well, we have a, a level one trauma center for the state, uh, level two uh, for the kids under 12. And we've got four pediatric trauma surgeons and two nurse practitioners. And we see just about everything that comes to us from burns to blunt trauma. Uh, Unfortunately, in Maine, we don't have very much penetrating trauma, but we see just about everything. Thank you so much for being with us. It's really great information. You're listening to MMC Radio, and for more information, you can go to mainemedicalcenter.org. That's mainemedicalcenter.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.